Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 50 and 51 of The Shadow Rising, Traps, and Revelations in Tanchico. Enjoy! Welcome to Season 4, Episode 24. Um, episode 90, uh, since we started. So, just throw that in there. Um, and we do have one new patron, so we get, get a shout-out from Woo! Scandinavia. We have Christine. So, hey. welcome. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome. We got fun Scandinavia? Games. I don't even know where yeah, that is really on the map. Okay. When we get, um, well, Sc- uh, Norway, uh, Sweden, and Finland, mm-hmm. um, Scandinavia. Cool. Um, Viking I think territory. Nor- I, think she- I think she's from Norway, um, but when she makes the pledges, it shows it in their currency. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. automatically invert it to U.S. dollar, and I didn't recognize um, the currency. I was like, I had to look it up. I was like, mm. where's, where's this? What's, what's this? We accept mal- <laughs> monopoly money. It's, you know. We, we, right. we do. Yeah, yeah, we take it all. Yeah. We're not picky at all. Someone's going to mail us an IOU. I'm going to be like, you know what, Alan? Fuck it. Put them in that patron account. <laughs> a <little laughs> napkin. A, le- a left- <laughs> leftover cheeseburger that works, too. We'll accept it. <laughs> we work for food. Does that look like spit to you? <laughs> ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Liquor. Yeah, anything. Yeah, we'll yeah, do, we'll yeah definitely. You want to send us some darkness stormy material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I might need to put a... a, a uh, um, a PO box. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Can open a PO box. Is this stuff? <laughs> All right. And if, <laughs> Daniel Green does that. He has a whole segment on YouTube. Like, is it a bomb? Um, and he does like the segment where he opens up all the stuff. Yeah. This you just you got to pay attention. If you're walking to your box and there's like you know a white van parked out front and they got earwigs and there's a construction guy that's doing no construction. There's a guy on top of the telephone pole that's just like fiddling with wires but looking at you. Yeah, somebody sent you drugs and you're about to get busted. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. yeah, just walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go to your Don't backup your box key. and just leave it. <laughs> so it sends sends a glitter bomb. Yeah, just... right. <laughs> we, so funny my story. wife would be pissed. We got one of those. We got one sent. So me and my ex got yeah. one sent to us, but it ended up at the wrong person's house, and they decided if... they were going to open our stuff. Yeah, joke was then on. Then it went them. to the right person. She even house. brought, she brought yeah. us the tube with the glitter she collected. 
yeah. she's like, I think this is meant for you. We just yeah. die. Just just letting you know, if anybody ever sends me a glitter bomb um, and you come to the Dark Friend Social, our little get-together, my wife will have a knife waiting for you. So <laughs> That's not a joke. I know his wife. She scares me. She has yeah, one of those stop. smiles that you just know there's something behind it, and you just don't know what. <laughs> yeah. I sleep with one eye open, so I don't sleep. Do you grip your pillow tight? <laughs> yes. Exit <laughs> All right, let's, let's keep going, guys. We, <laughs> we're actually going in the episode now. Also, um, a quick update on uh, the YouTube front. We did cross 250 subs, so we have 261 subscribers on YouTube. Um, so I didn't think anybody would actually watch my YouTube because it's so random. Uh, I am doing more Wheel of Time content on there, so go check it out. There is some Wheel of Time stuff and more actually already recorded coming. So check it out. Let me know what you think. It's uh, YouTube.com slash C slash The Wheel Reads. So that's that's our C is um, the letter C. C is in the word C. The letter C. The letter C. Well, I don't know why they do that. It's not just YouTube.com slash the reads. It's slash it's slash C slash the uh, YouTube does that. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what it stands for. Because we're a bunch of so, pirates and our favorite letter B is C. C. And then also we did a coffee mug uh, giveaway uh, recently. Um, so yay! Um, so, someone won a coffee mug, and then. Um, our next giveaway is a beanie that's going on right now on Instagram. So if you have not joined our Instagram, I recommend going over there because you can win a Will Reed's beanie. It's getting colder. I'm We're not to the end right of the cold now. months. So you can win a – you're not eligible, Chris. What? But I need yeah. a beanie. I, we'll get you a beanie if you want a beanie. But you're not eligible for the, for the prize. <laughs> okay. Hey, I got to adjust my mic. I'm sorry. Hold on. It's going to be noisy. <laughs> Don't even comment. He took it out of his mouth, y'all. There <laughs> <laughs> was too much hanging off, uh, and it was getting really heavy in the front, and it kept drooping down. And I, <laughs> I needed to get it up a little bit closer to my mouth. You know, just, what chapter are we on? Okay. <laughs> now he wants to get to the content. Uh, so, also, uh. no guest announcements. Uh, we do have some guests coming up soon. Uh, we have in two weeks. Um, we have. Call me Nakomi. So I guess I will do guest announcements. We have Call me Nakomi coming on in two weeks, just not next week. Uh, she is a YouTuber, so go check her out. Uh, she'll be joining us in two weeks. And then we also have uh, David Russell. This counts as your shout out coming on soon hey, as well. Hey, there he is. <laughs> I was about to message you and say, when are we going to do our dance for David? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's your shout out. There it is. Come on down. So, yeah. Oh. Hey, David, I'm going to say this. Um, sorry, guys, I'm interrupting. For that so oh-so-special thing coming up, you've got to try Fahrenheit. I absolutely love it. We've been there three times now, and I will continue to go back. So if you're listening, Fahrenheit. Bam. He's listening. Do it. Bacardi Cola. There so anybody go. listening to us next <clears throat> week, if you're in the Charlotte area, go check out Fahrenheit. Apparently it's gotta amazing. Go. It is. So. <laughs> so yeah low price um, phenomenal also just some other things coming are some changes uh, some big things are coming down the pike I'm working on a couple things with some other content creators so not ready to announce those yet but we do have some couple big things that are going to be exciting for everyone coming down uh, one thing I did add as well that in every single episode starting with last week's episode I am adding transcripts to every single episode so those are, there's going to be a link in the show description so in case we have anybody who is deaf that wants to I guess read us um, there's um, AI generated transcripts for that 
So um, you can, if you have a, a deaf friend that you know wants to listen to us or read us, because I guess that's what you call it, um, you can go read everything that we said. That's cool. Uh, the AI is the AI is not perfect, um, and being that one episode last week was a short episode and it was 240 pages of text. I am not going to go through and edit oh, it. Wow. I don't have time to, but um, whatever the AI does, I apologize in advance. That's not perfect, but it's a step <laughs> in the right direction. Um, so I'm going to come through it and find <laughs> things that are like wildly messed up, but in a very funny way. And I'm going to quote you on it and just post it all over social media. <laughs> this is what Alan said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's one part is like brief pause. It says brief, brief possible. <laughs> brief <laughs> if possible. Possible. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, That's cool. so yeah That's so transcripts though then. are available it's it's pretty close so pretty good um yeah so moving on to personal life um yeah i helped ian move last weekend uh, that was a really long day because we decided last minute actually i was online i saw an advertisement online i usually don't even pay attention to those but it was for this thing called jurassic quest which is like a um i guess a a like kind of carnival type style dinosaur thing that comes in town um, where they have like a hundred anatomic dinosaurs, like life size. And uh, they did it at the convention center in Hampton and had, you know, giant life size at dinosaurs. And my kids are on a huge dinosaur kick right now. So I turned to my wife and I was like, do you want to do this tomorrow? And we found out that my daughter's young enough by literally a few weeks to be free. So we're like, you know what? Do, Let's it, do it freebie. <laughs> so, so we woke up early in the morning and did that. As soon as we were done, I turned in my car and drove to Richmond to help Ian move. So it was um, a very long sat day. Sat in traffic um, most of the way because 64 was sat a in traffic, parking yeah. lot. It was rough. Yeah, mm. I, did, I did sit in traffic most of the way. It was because it was raining really lightly. And here in Virginia, when it starts raining, people just like to run into each other. When it's I think anything, it's everywhere, but like it's, but, if it's less than perfect yeah. here, people just go, oh my gosh, and let go of the wheel and like close their eyes and hit and people. Scratch. It's, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's worse than Charlotte. They do it all the time. So. Yeah. yeah. And then this weekend, we are going to go up to the mountains of Charlottesville, which is the mountains of Virginia, uh, and do apple picking. So oh, we do that every year. That. Um, it's a lot of fun with the family to go pick apples. And then we make homemade apple pie and apple apple butter. And they have apple donuts there and apple cider and all sorts of fun stuff. Donut. So we do the apple thing every year. Donuts. I have donuts. yet to have an apple donut. That's on my list for next year. Dude, apple cider donuts are delicious. They're so good. Anyway. Um, I do this year, but it's definitely on my list So that, that, that's my personal life. That's what's going on with me. What about you guys? Uh, I'm not much changed since last week, so go to last episode and listen to that. Still a lot of things in the <laughs> air. Uh, I should be more stressed, but... You know, you reach like a certain max level of absurdity in your life and you just go, okay, I mean, I guess we're just doing this. So that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, I, like Alan said, he helped me move. I still got to get the house together upstairs, more stuff to finish and then start moving furniture, put it in his place, all that jazz. So just kind of focused on that and doctor's appointments, trying to get my back straight, uh, just all sorts of stuff, man. And life is good. I'm not complaining again. You know, life is good, but it's, it's a big all caps. It is what it is. How's that lady's friend mm -hmm. doing? Ah, good. <clears throat> so this has actually been really good, too. We've both been extremely busy. And in the last two weeks, we spent some time with each other, but not a ton. And we haven't been able to talk, like, you know, all day, every day, constant messaging, which is which is good because I'm not that kind of person. I'm an in-the-moment kind of person. When we're together, like, she's got my full attention and everything. But when we're not together, I'm not the type to sit there and text a million messages or call nonstop. So, anyways. How long have you all been dating? How long have you been dating? Since mid-March. 
mid-march okay hold on carry the one all right yeah he's running out of things to say that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's day two. She's like, tell me about yourself. I'm like, I'm kind of boring. I go to work. Sometimes I move weights and I do a podcast. That's it. That's all I got. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, how about you, Chris? It's good. It's good. <laughs> or anything else? I was going to say, to finish that statement, it's been nice that we've been able to focus on our lives and like nobody's freaking out about it. And when we do talk and get together, it's fantastic. And there's no pressure or guilt to, I don't know. I've had those relationships before where it's like, if you don't message me every 20 minutes, you don't love me. And I'm like, I just, I got shit to do, you know? So yeah. it's good. Yeah. I love it when a woman appreciates when you give her the time that you're able to. And I say woman generalizing a person in general, be it friends, family, your significant other. When people can understand that you've got a lot of stuff on your plate, so when you do give them your energy, they appreciate it, that's always phenomenal. Because you're right, we're, we're people that have a lot going on in our lives, that's how everybody is. No matter whether you're a little kid or a gigantic adult, you always feel like you've got so much going on. And then adding another thing to your plate just adds to the load and it's always exponential it's not like oh i gotta do this and then i'm gonna do this it's like i gotta do this and that and the other and the all it just adds up it creates anxiety and stress and i'm glad that she's not doing that to you and it's great i'm in the same boat so it's really nice um as far as personal life we had the funeral for chanel's great aunt this past weekend Mm. um i did not get to meet her in her former glory and i use that word in in all respect actually um, because while I was at the funeral, we had this two and a half hour service, which I thought, oh my God, two and a half hours. When I tell you I left that place feeling invigorated and like I had just met like my, I don't know what you want to call her. You want to call her like a, a, a deity almost. I know I so you use that word very, um, heavily because she had so many people speak so many good things about her and just tell these amazing stories. And it really was a celebration of life and not even a funeral. Like even after the casket was closed, you felt like she was just in the room with you because of all of just the power that came out of the testimonies of prior students and prior, I mean, she had city, city members there. She had, um, a, What's the, when you have the star on your shoulder, when you're in the army? General? General. A single star. Wow. General. Come speak. She, he, he was her student 30 years ago. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it was freaking crazy. I'm like, and this woman, small town woman that just was a boss, very fashionable, high class in her own right. And she helped bring up so many amazing people in her day. And so, like, as much as you want to call a funeral a somber moment, everybody left there feeling like, we got a lot to do in this life. Because <laughs> she definitely was about it. So that was really cool, you know, and to get back, to, like, drive back and talk about it with Chanel and to really recap the funeral and all the love that was received, it, it just kind of empowered everybody. So that was fun. Um Wow. Other than that, you know, life is just usual. It's busy. There's crap going on, but you know what? You just got to keep it moving. Yeah. That's powerful, man. I like the music playing soft in the background. I don't know if it's going to pick up on the audio or not, but I can hear it. 
Yeah, I, I should have turned the TV down. Uh, no, it fit perfectly down. during your store. It was like a somber, like... Is it anime? Is, that the, is it the Novatu, like, theme song or something? Or She's watching, um, what is... The, Gray. Dorian Gray, is that right? Okay. Dorian Gray? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, like the old, from the 90s cool. version. Yeah. Awesome. All right, moving on predictions. Um, so, a few predictions. Asandra is Lanfear. That's one of the predictions that Ian's convinced that that's Landfear. Um, that all the peddlers are sus. They're all, all of them are. Everyone at that group, whether it's the Glee men, all of them. Um, Avienda is in love with Elaine. Uh, that was a crisp prediction. And um, yeah, um, that's all I got written down. So anything you guys had prediction wise that I missed? <laughs> I you guys on Patreon will see the video tomorrow. <laughs> I I predict that um Chris got some new Calvin Klein undies and he's <laughs> and was dancing back <laughs> to the camera little... in his underwear. <laughs> he, once he realized they were in view of the camera, he didn't run. He just said, "Screw it, we're gonna sh- we're gonna shake it, we're gonna dance." All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> Uh, Anything else? All right, so that's it for predictions. So let's move right into chapter 50, Traps. And the symbol is the crescent moon with the stars. Traps. Crescent moon with the stars. Yeah. I swear. (laughs) By by the moon in the stars. stars In the sky. All right. Land fears there. Fears there. For better or worse, till death do us part. She had that moment too. Let me just tell you, when I read that, I was like, she, she doesn't seem like the jealous type to me. And tell us, we need to get into this. Yeah, we. I actually took notes. So it starts with Rand just staring blankly out into like the waste. (laughs) He's just kind of taking it all in, Um, and he sees Moraine. He's wondering, you know, um, if Moraine. Uh, is going to take him back to the tower and try to leash him. I think that's actually what the term he uses. You know, how can I avoid her trying to put me on the you know the Tarvalon leash? Um, if only yeah, that's foreshadowing. Only she, yeah. Is it, it? Is. okay? Let's talk about it. Let's, that's where we start. So the leash ties back to what I think they're looking for in uh, Tanchico, the collar that I'm convinced okay. is for collaring men, and I, I think that's what the Black Osher mm-hmm. are trying to get a hold of to be able to control Rand. Yeah. I'm not going to say I don't. I'm not going to doubt you, but I don't know that it's going to be. A, we've already used the collar. That's a little. Uh, that's old. It's got to be something mm-hmm. else. Got something else. Okay. I don't know what, right. but he he also thinks about using her. And he's like, no, I'm not going to be like them. I'm he even made the statement, them. "I'm as bad as an eye to die." Mm-hmm. Like that was yep. a direct quote, and I thought about. it. I was like, you know, are you really though? You're really you have a greater purpose. The Aes Sedai are creating their own purpose. But don't they all you think have that? A destiny. I think this is part of you the cleverness of Jordan. We see all these people <laughs> that you want to label good, bad, you get in somebody's corner and then somebody else's corner. But we've ran into so many characters well not so many, but we've ran into some characters where it's like God, like Gawain. Like, what a jerk. Can't believe he did that. But then you think about it and you're like, Oh, with the info he had, it kinda seems like he was doing the right thing from that perspective. You know, and so everybody thinks that and Rand thinks, you know, I'm not going to manipulate. I'm not going to control, but he is and he's justifying it slowly but surely because he thinks what he has to do is so important. Well, Moraine thinks that the Amarlin thinks that 
shoot, some of these black guys might even think that. I'm sure Landfair thinks. I mean, they, oh, they all think that. Yeah, everybody thinks they're doing yeah. what has to be done. Well, some people are greedy. But. I think Jordan mm-hmm. does a really good job of writing human from different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is all human nature. Like, it is, we always think that what we are doing is in, you know, for the best of not just ourselves, but everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, inevitably, we don't feel like we're out for anything sinister or evil. We're just out to make a better, to make a difference. Yeah. It's yeah. just who, who is it impacting and how is the question. And for him, he's, he doesn't want to be like an Aes Sedai. But at the end of the day, like, they're very powerful people that you can use to an end. So why not? I mean, you've already done all the other things. You've taken the, the sword out of the stone. You've, <laughs> you know, you've been, you've sat there and turned the noble people of one area upside down on their head. You're, you know, taking the warring clans and making them obey you. Like you're already doing all the other people kind of dirty. Why not just round it out? You know? And and morality, as we know it, it's it's not objective. There's a few things we occasionally agree on that, oh yeah, well you shouldn't go around and like murder a thousand people. But Thanos is like, no, you really need to murder half the population everywhere. So there, there's no objective yeah. morality. It's all subjective. It's how you measure it. It's, yeah. Everybody can be thinking yeah, they're I mean, doing I, I, the better good for everybody and running in yeah. completely different directions. So, like, yeah. And if you've ever seen, uh, I think it's Hannibal, not Sons of the Lambs. I mean, he kills the violinist because she misses a note. He thinks he's doing the world a service. Yeah, yeah and so that's, yeah, a, that's a twisted example. Yeah, but... However... <laughs> If you value, so from a utilitarian standpoint, you you know, it's, it's greatest utility, but then you you still have to place a value on certain things. So some people might say the greatest utility is life. So, you know, make the decision that preserves the most amount of life. But if you take quality of life to the highest, you might run into a Hannibal. You might say the arts and everything, like they provide such a high quality of life and affect so many people in such a positive way. Like if somebody's fucking those up, you got to. You gotta call him. You gotta trim the herd. <laughs> so that sounds crazy. Yeah. But it this that's the thing about morality. It's all about, you know, what what you value yeah, most I and guess, how you define yeah. it. And... Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. This. So so moving on, uh Rand, then Jordan goes through the next page and a half just describing what Rand sees walking through Cold Rock's hold. Um, just describing everything down to the blacksmith and all you know and, and Which I thought was pretty and, cheap, pretty neat encounters. Like he's yeah. just like, you know, as far as the blacksmith is concerned, here's a man that's making tools and making swords and other weaponry, but you know he's no just swords. apt. No swords. Or excuse me, spears. Spears. <laughs> Making spears. Little daggers, maybe. Little daggers. That's what I really meant to say. Little, little knives. Yeah. And he, he's wearing stuff at his hip. And he's like, you know, you can tell he doesn't use it, but he's able to. Mm-hmm. He just has that look. So I love yeah. just like peeking into everyone's homes. And it kind of makes these the IL individuals seem like normal, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know, you got kids playing in the streets. You got people going about their business. It almost it's like they're in this, you know, nice little city that's put together. And they, he even said he compared it to Edmonds Field. Yep. He did. Yeah. Do yeah. a little, little montage he, there. Yeah. And during this, he's on his way to deal with Avienda. So he's making his way down there. And I, I did want to point out as well as he did pass the peddlers as well on his way. And Kadir actually stood up to talk to him. And I can just picture it now. Like if you've seen the TikToks where it's like, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sits back Sus- down. He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah, you, so they're all just in there. They just um, stand up, wave at him, go, hi, Rand, I'm not a bad guy, see ya. <laughs> You're like, why did he say that? <laughs> that's, <clears throat> that's not right. Yeah, so he goes to talk to the maidens first, because he has a bracelet for Avienda, oh. and he's going to give it to her as a kind of a, um, I want to say a bribe, but like kind of a, you know, thank you for teaching me, thank you. You know, try to smooth the waters over and my maidens are all laughing about this. They think it's hilarious. And then, like, he shows them. He's like, yeah, I'm going to give it to Avienda. And they all stop laughing immediately. Like, oh, remember honor. And they all start sipping tea. He's like, okay, I guess I'll just follow along. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> he's like, is this serious? I don't know. This is weird. I don't understand Aiel at all. And so, I right away, when I was hearing, listening, reading the scene, I was like, oh, they think he's about to propose. Mm-hmm. Like that was my like my instant thought. Or he's going to accidentally propose, and how is this going to affect the future of these books and Avienda and his relationship? I was like, God, like he, the dummy has no idea what he's doing. He needs to stop while he's ahead. Like he needs to give this to a female to give to her. That way, at least you know she can marry her and not him. Like, <laughs> but no, I. I I was like really excited that he decided to do something nice for somebody because this is the first time that he's really shown any form of appreciation. I feel like mm-hmm. for the help that he's receiving, he just maybe chose the wrong person at the wrong time. Maybe we'll see. I, I like, yeah. I like this choice. I like what could be budding here. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, no need to get into it more than that, but I'm very tickled about all of this. So hope, hope. it excited yeah. me. I was just yeah. like, I'm going to have my three list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the theory is not eliminated. It's still in play. Okay. This could happen. Yeah. So he finds three. I'm going to have this nice relationship between three individuals. Yeah. I think the correct, uh, the fancy way of saying it is menage a trois. <laughs> but I also know, uh, that's I also French know even for something even really when rough. you, um, even when you like, you know, put that out there is, hey, maybe we should try this. Just by saying menage a trois, like, you still sound like an asshole. Bye. Yes, by that's why I said yeah, it that yes. way. <laughs> it doesn't make it any better. You're no no more likely to get no. a yes or anything. Yeah, it doesn't work. Hey, po- polyamorous is a thing now. It's, it's yeah, d- Don't judge I mean. everyone. Oh, no, I'm yeah. just saying, in, I guess, in my small circle, you know, bad, not a big yeah. sample size yeah. at all. It's not a thing here either. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, my, I, I would never suggest it for my wife. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but I said it fancy. So, uh, and then yeah. I <laughs> Get smacked real fast. Uh, so yeah, so he does find Avienda, and she's uh, beating the crap out of a carpet. Uh, like has been doing it all day long, apparently. And um, she accepts the bracelet, and he's like, "I I talked to the maidens first. They said that wouldn't give you dishonor and given it." And she's like, "No, it won't." And she's like completely flat about it. It's like, I'll accept your gift. And he's like, really? That's it? Like, you're not happy or upset? You're just mutual? She's like, no, I'm fine. She's like, and then she tells about the whole ceremony. He's like, yeah, because that's pretty much because I think you're trying to court me. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, crap. Right. So he makes it worse there. I fe- This was very awkward to read. He starts backpedaling, and that made it bad. So <clears throat> this is where I'm starting to think maybe Avienda has a thing for him, but it's the him being promised to Elaine or because she's friends with Elaine that she doesn't want to get involved in that way or whatever. But I think she does like him because when he gave her the bracelet, uh, she still could have been, she could have been very negative about it. Be like, ah, God, you know, now everybody thinks we're like together. You're just really effing things up, Rand. 
but she, her being neutral about it, her trying to control her emotions there, I feel like she was feeling out Rand to see, you know, okay, this, I, I appreciate this. Uh, let me tell you what it means, mm-hmm. and I'm going to feel out your response. And when he starts backpedaling, um, you know, then it got a little negative, and she was like, oh, yeah, what? Now you're going to, you know, trash their you're, traditions. You're going to dishonor and, me by, like, like yeah. Yeah, so... She's like, I think he says, like, I could take it back. She's like, no, that would dishonor me, like, or, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. And, like, right. Yeah. She's like, no. And she was probably, like, on her quest to clean all the carpets. Like, I imagine she was in the home stretch, finally starting to calm down. And then this happened. And she's like, fuck it, I'm banging carpets all night. That's, that just <laughs> ruined my day. Thanks, man. <laughs> she Rand. even said that. <laughs> yeah. She Thanks. even said yeah. that. Yeah. I was almost. Joking. I think it's one of these yeah. situations where, again, I still think she's got a thing for Elaine and she knows she's going to have to include Rand in that. Okay. So. And we know this is their way. This is not me being any other way than this is a ideal way where, you know, the ladies will get together and become, you know, sisters or whatever. Sister wives. It's literally, and it's in the book. Sister, Jordan wrote it so we can yeah. say sister wives. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that there's a little bit of that there. And then I think she is finally coming around to like, understanding Rand a little bit more and really trying to get to know him better. And then I think she also feels a little guilty because she knows that she's doing something dishonorable. She's spying on him. And as a maiden of the spear, like she's a very direct and forward person. So to go from that to a wise one and then go from being like straightforward, direct and to the point, quite literally to, you know, sneaking around and spying and we find out even further Mm-hmm. That probably rubs her the really the wrong. That might even be a lot of her tension is the fact that she hates her objective. Just a cu- couple yeah. of lines back and forth between the two of them, and a couple of looks and glances, and a little bit of body language, and look how much could potentially be packed in there. And as the reader, you're just yeah. like, "What's going on here?" There, but there's so much. Mm-hmm. We just we're still guessing. Mm-hmm. Jordan's mm-hmm. like looking at us, going, "Ha, <laughs> got him, <laughs> got him, <laughs> got him." <laughs> and then. uh and then as, as he's leaving, Aviana tells him, you know nothing, Jon Snow, pretty much. Uh, you know yeah. nothing about the IOAs, which actually Rand gets told that a lot. Because the next thing he does, he goes to the wise ones. And he like goes into and talk to them. He's like, well, at least I know you sent Aviana to be a spy. And they're like, not really. <laughs> they're like, what do you mean? He goes, you know nothing, Jon Snow. But they did, didn't they? <laughs> like, did they? they? They did. I mean, that's why mm-hmm. that's okay. initially... Well, so... From the reader perspective, that's why they told Avienda yeah. to stick around and stay close to him, and you could report yeah. to us and everything. So, how is that? How's that yeah. not spying? Yeah, and then they, you know, they ask him if you know. Well, at any time you can send her away. It's up to you. And he says, "Well, I like to know who my spy is." And you know, and he says, you know, eventually decides, "Well, I'll keep her around." This is when they all giggle behind his back. He he he. He he knows. <laughs> but, but are we? But are we? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Maybe this is like some weird twistus or twisted uh, Sir Francis Bacon like uh, methodology for getting him to embrace the Aiel more, so he doesn't kill them all. It's like one of the ladies is like, "Well, if we can get him to fall in love with one of us, maybe have a kid or something." Like when it comes time, there's no way he's gonna whack everybody. Like. Well, wasn't that a thought? Was they wanted him to better understand the Aiel way so he would feel, mm-hmm. like, guilty for what he's doing? Yeah. What he's about yeah. to do? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, so after he tells them that he wants to keep Avian around, he goes to his bedroom. So anything from all this before we move into him falling asleep? 
Um, I think we covered it pretty well. Okay. Yeah, he's really tired. So he goes to his bedroom. Um, the guy, Sean, I think it's Chowin, comes in. Um, and he asked for uh, wash water, which she's shocked by that. Because it's in the waste and it's like a desert and they pres- it, they preserve water. He's like, I'm sick of sweat tents. I don't really care. I want wash water. I want to actually mm-hmm. wash myself. So she brings it. And then... Um, she says, kind of sponge bath you. And as he's, it, and as he's kind of drifting out to sleep and after he washes himself, he's wondering about the, what the wise ones meant and he falls asleep. So he wakes up. He's swimming in a pool. In a pool. In a pond. Uh, in a pond with um, going. yeah and then all of a sudden they do a cannonball they do a cannonball like, let's not cut that out I mean come on there's a full uh, yeah, it, it, it cool, describes yeah. this legs tucked like yelling like donk or what donkey lips from Sandlot cannonball <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's what happens here um, yeah and Elaine and men are there swimming with them uh, and then you hear Avi and a call from the beach like um Towards them, so let's talk about hey. this. Hey, hey! <laughs> and Rand's like, "Come in, the water's fine." <laughs> and then it's not. <laughs> I'll teach you and how to swim. You can, you can come join me too. All three of us can be in the water together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's talk about didn't this. He have like, then he ended up with like a like three. Like, what was the dream? What was the? There was the a vision from was... men. Yeah, men, they did have a vision of men, a three women. Yeah. yeah. I think it means he's going to be with all three. Not just that he has to pick, but maybe he gets to have all three. Is this a regular dream? And this is like his subconscious, like telling him, hey, you know, you're falling in love or you have feelings for all of them. You need to pick one or something like that. Or is it possible because Lanfear gets involved? Is this a dreamscape that she's controlling and trying to force him to make a decision? I mean... I guess the way she... This is definitely his dream because of the way she responds. Yeah. So, enters Land Fear because we haven't even brought her in yet. So, we got the three in there yeah. in there with him. And then he turns around because he hears music and sitting on the other side, this is the most beautiful woman he has ever seen. I mean... Drop dead gorgeous. I mean, she, she's she's party. Shiny she's black right. hair, dark eyes. She could dive in the water perfectly <laughs> without getting her hair wet. When... When yeah. she entered the water, everybody. It's your else fiance, was come on. In. My she fiance, right. <laughs> my fiance. Have you met my fiance? It, this is how I know that he's. It started out as a dream, as just his dream. You may be right. There may be something tied to it. Like in my forefront, I've got these two women that I actually care for deeply, and then in the background, there's somebody slowly sneaking up into my peripheral, and you know it shows kind of like. These two here, Min and Egwene, are like up close and personal. Their options. It was mm-hmm. Egwene, right? I hope I'm not saying the wrong E. Elaine. 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 I'm sorry. I knew I'd said it wrong as soon as I said it. Because you got Min and Elaine here up close and personal. Egwene's not even in the picture anymore. And then you got Avienda sneaking in in the background. So that's where his mind is going. And he always makes the comments like, don't let women out of your mind. So it shows one of his weaknesses. Mm. And then you have Lanfear come up, who is uber jealous. Mm-hmm. I never pegged her for the jealous yeah. side, but she so literally like are you being snapped unfaithful? fingers. Yeah, the she wrapped herself around him. Was like, "You're being unfaithful, huh?" Could pick she one said, of them. I, me? She even said, "Should I let you be unfaithful in your dreams, mm-hmm. or yeah. not?" Yeah. So it mm-hmm. shows she had dominion there, and she just got rid of all the distractions. And she's like, "I'm going to do you something in this dream that you'll remember in your waking moments." Yeah. And Jordan ruined it. And bites him. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm going to mark you there. <laughs> Make sure you're mine. Yeah. I'll mark you. So, <laughs> you remember. I knew someone like that. And this is a scary situation. Like yeah. It. You know, so you say that. <laughs> have y'all seen the video of like the, the hot, crazy Matrix? Matrix. And like yeah. how, you know, the ones you can date. You know, the ones you can, you know, be in a long-term relationship and then you can marry and then the unicorns. So she's like the crazy hot but crazy, crazy corner, which is like, yeah. it's not even worth it. You don't you don't mess with that level yeah. of crazy. <laughs> you might get stabbed to death with a spoon in your sleep. Like Car, get, car gets key. Yeah, right. It's, yeah. It's... <laughs> What's worse is she can do it in your dreams. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't be anywhere near you. Like... <laughs> Literally world apart, and she could just pop up in your dreams and be like, oh, so you're cheating. That's yeah. what you be thinking about? Not even that you're physically doing it. Not even it's actually happening. You're thinking about this. This kind of girl you meet on Tinder, and she says, do you want to use ropes? And Ian's like, I mean, I never tried. No, do you want to go but, roping? Um, and I'm like, <laughs> you roping, like a ropes course? <laughs> yeah, I love outdoorsy stuff. <laughs> Sign <Yeah>. me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Yeah, so she bites him. Um, and then another person shows up. It's a man's voice, but he's a blur. He's like, and this he's, is what you do. And he's pissed. He's pissed. <laughs> so this blur has like popped up here, but he also popped up talking to old What's-Her-Face. What What's-Her-Face? There was a blur that popped up talking to our um, Huntress. Um, are they the same blur uh, or are they different? Br- um, no, no, Brigitte. no. He, that wasn't a blur. So that was that was some, some someone else. Another man did pop up when Perrin was talking to Brigitta. Are you talking about Brigitta when they're standing outside yeah, of the but didn't um, she Tower Gangi? Come up as a blur once before. I don't think he was a blur. He might have been, but right. so they're different blurs. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. So we got two men's and two blurs here. <laughs> all right, it's all coming together. I know who the people are. I can't say right. anything. Stop right. it. <laughs> These um, people. So there's more than one. We know now. Hey, them. Them. All right. That's a pronoun. All right. Come, yeah. Come on, guys. Um, so this 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 guy thingy mirage of a person, uh, you know, I took this as like another forsaken that maybe hasn't like he's he's at the brink where the, where he's sealed in it's like loosened but he's not quite free yet so maybe that's why he's in this blurry state um you know Lanfear was trying to work out a deal with Rand about how you know they could work together and she can teach him through one of the male eyes that I forsaken you know how to control him uh, and whatnot so he has somebody to learn from so maybe this is part of that plan um yeah but you know she'd be doing the double agent thing and ultimately she's trying to kill yeah, yeah. who knows but what and then another name was mentioned, right? More, yeah, more so I was handed. about to ask about that. Yeah, so Landfear snaps back and says, um, do you fear risk as much as Mogideon uh, herself? <laughs> um, the that might be our other woman ooh, that walked in ooh, on the girls and like, you will now listen and obey me. Now forget me. Oh. So you think the other the woman that was in Tanchika was Mogideon? That could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's Moraine. That's a- wouldn't it be crazy if, like, Ooh, no. down the line we found out, like, Moraine's, like, all mixed up with a Forsaken or something? That would yeah, be crazy, actually. Possible. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I don't, be- I don't believe that. She would be the, she'd be the type to volunteer. For- okay, so look. Remember, we got the bad people getting 
good people in all different places at this Dark Friend Social. So we have like our uh, Black Asha that are infiltrating the White Tower and everything. Like, why would we put it past the other side? I won't even say the good guys, but the other side to find some way to infiltrate the plans of the Great Lord of the Dark or the bad guys. Because in my mind, Moraine's still going to ride off on a unicorn with Tom. All right, that might, that might make that so difficult. Unless evil. Tom's in on it. I remember he went hand-to-hand with a Fade and somehow survived. That could have happened because Moraine sent the Fade and was like, don't kill Tom, he's my lover. Could hmm. be. Yeah. The... Hmm. <laughs> Alan's like, well, this sure. derailed quickly. <laughs> what, book are we, what book are we talking about? It's crazy. Where, where am I in my notes? I'm sitting there looking at my notes. Like, I don't even know where we are anymore. Um, yeah, so... So yeah, we're at the blur of the man who disappears after this. Uh, Lanfear also turns. He turns around. Like, she stays a little bit longer, but she disappears too. And Rand wakes up, and he re- immediately reaches up and feels the bite marks on his neck. Realizes he was bit, and um, yeah, he's and he senses evil poison. And then he's poison. like, wait, p- p- no. Before poison. that, he he realizes he's not alone in the room. Yeah. So he he immediately freaks out and. Turns all the lamps on with the power, you know, puts all the fire on. They flare up, and he immediately wraps whoever it is in, in air. And it's Avienda just sitting there. Um, Which is kind of dangling he gets there because really he wrapped her yeah, up. Well, he gets really upset because he could have killed her. Like, you shouldn't have done that because, you know, like, I, I literally don't, don't do that. It could have scared me. I mean, like, I've had friends do that before, like, where they didn't mean to. Like, they snuck up on me. And sometimes they even were trying to prank me. And that can be a really bad thing and backfire really quickly. Um, especially if you're like heightened, uh, and nervous about stuff. I'll give you one quick story as an example. Um, so one thing I used to do for extra cash back in the day, I used to dive on, um, boats and clean the bottom of boats. And when my friends hired me to clean the bottom of his boat and, um, I had my scuba gear and everything like that. Scuba Steve was going to go dive down and, and scrub the bottom of the boat right before I jumped in. He started showing a video of a guy that shot that caught a bull shark in the same creek I'm about to jump into, and they videotaped it, and he was showing me the bull shark, and he's like, "All right, good luck cleaning my boat," you know, and I'm like, "I mean, I know there's bull sharks around here, but don't show me that crap right before I go in there clean right. the boat." <laughs> I mean, visibility is literally about a foot, maybe a foot and a half. You can't see anything down there. So I'm just sitting there scrubbing away, and he thinks it'd be funny to sneak into the water and come up behind me and then grab me while I'm underwater. Boot knife. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and, and f- what sucked was so two days before that I pulled my dive knife off of my BC my my, my buoyancy control vest uh, to sharpen it and had not put it back in. Um, just a lapse of judgment. I usually always have my dive knife on me and. Um, he goes and grabs me. My instinct, I went straight to grab for my dive knife. I know exactly where it was. Went to go grab it, and my hand's sitting there trying to grab. Nothing's there. And when I looked down, I saw a hand grabbing my hand, my arm. And I was like, dude. And I came up, and I was you like, died. not cool. <laughs> you could have died. You could have died. Like, I was pissed. I was like, dude, I would have killed you and had no qualms about it. Like, my instinct was grab the knife, turn, and stab. <laughs> if you had your knife, you'd have come up. There's other people on the dock. You'd be like, holy shit, I killed a shark. And they're like, shark? Where's Thomas? <laughs> Thomas? What, what do you mean? What? <laughs> oh, shit. See a body just Right, the water up, turns like, red. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but like heightened senses, like the stuff you don't want to do, especially to a diver. Don't ever go down. Usually, divers do have knives on them just because you get tangled in nets and all sorts of things. You always yeah, want to always. dive the knife. Um, not good to mess with those right. people. Um, I'm I'm bad being woken up from sleep. It's 
So I, I feel this. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've, I, that's my story about, yeah, don't sneak up and don't do that to people. <laughs> I've gotten better about, like, I'm, I'm more relaxed when I sleep now, but there were many years where, like, yeah, you don't, you don't surprise me while I'm sleeping. I just freak the fuck out. And so I feel this. Yeah. You don't do that and you don't put your hands around my Oh, neck. no. No. Mm-hmm. We already fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my arms way. and legs are doing moves before my eyes are even open. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you know he asked Alfie, I know what he's do- what she's doing there, and she's like, "Well, I'm keeping tabs on you." Uh, basically, the wife wants me to wait outside your rooms. Like, wait, they there's and these things about he's like dreamwalkers. They're they're spying on my dreams, mother. Those no <laughs> well, it, it was kind of like she's like, "Yeah, mother I'm not the truck. only one." And he's like, "What do you mean? Like you're the it, only it, one?" It, it clicks in his head. You can see that moment where it's yeah. like dreamwalkers. You know what? And that's why you know they what? were giggling at him. <laughs> that's why they were giggling. Earlier in the night. Yeah, we don't need her to because spy on like, you. Because he's like, yeah, we don't need her to spy on you. Like, we, we're <laughs> infiltrating your mind. We quite yeah. literally know everything you think. Yeah. Like, we know your plan already. We're just kind of letting you think we don't. So the highlight I got from this, mm-hmm. you know, earlier the exchange with Rand and Avienda, I told you I was a little bit tickled about it in a good way. Um, who knows where this is going to go, but for whatever reason, I got I got good vibes here. Um, and Avienda is showing more allegiance to Rand as much she, she she's been bickering and everything she's showing more allegiance to Rand here than she is to her own people and she's there to kind of warn him and she's also there because she feels the need to protect him even though she only has this stupid dagger and she felt the need to let him know what was going on with the wise women and everything so that's I mean unless it's some like deep plot to try and gain his trust and it's all intentional like I don't know I thought that was a good sign that she was she was looking out for him. I think this brings him closer, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And and this is when Rand all of a sudden stops everything and says, something doesn't feel right, and immediately summons his oh. blade. Fire he blade. said, stop, and she <sighs> said, in the name of love, he said, no, hammer time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, pulls out uh, his fire blade uh, and heads out the door. Uh, he sees a tall man and the servant girl, the Gaishan, it looks like they're kind of, Maybe doing something, and then he realizes that um, that man's not a normal man. It is a Drakkar. Who we've met Drakkar several mm-hmm. times now. They flew over in the very first book, uh, and and then one tried to attack Moraine. And when they start to sing at you, um, it pretty much um, mesmerizes you. Um, I could be brown, I could be I blue, say, I could be violet sky, I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. I could be brown, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. That's the song that Drakkar sings. And what's crazy is by like the sixth round, everybody's singing with him. And then when it's over, he just goes, bam, and slices everybody up. Yeah, and it sucks their soul yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so, um, so that's what um, the drag do. Um, so, yeah, uh, he tries to sing to Rand, um, and, but Rand so already has the, the void and everything around. Uh, or you know, he's using the power so much that it just doesn't even work on him. He just takes the sword and stabs the drag car and kills it. Um, <laughs> and which is yeah, kind of comical. Like, yeah, it's not gonna. Yeah, it's not going to work on me. Um, looks down, the guy, Sean, is dead. Um, and Ivyanda doesn't make a comment saying that's better than if we actually stopped it before. Once they start sucking your soul out, if you stop beforehand, 
you're, it's actually even worse. You'll live with no soul and just be kind of like brain dead the rest of your life. So kind of mm. mercy almost. Um, yeah. Uh, and then another one, as soon as he turns around, another one's coming in. So man shoots fire at it. <laughs> For, yeah. you know, it's a really cool scene. Like, um, and, and man's like, this can't be all of them. Um, sound the bells, like sound the alarm. Like, how do you sound the alarm? He's like, there's a gong over there <laughs> in, He's like, I'm going to wake the maidens. I'm going to sound the gong. Waking up spears. All hell. Up spears. Up spears. Yeah. Up spears. Up spears. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And you, you hear the Trollocs outside, and they're definitely attacking the front. So people are rushing to the front. Sound, gong starts, you know, everybody starts waking up everywhere. There's gongs sounding. They're under attack. And everything's going crazy. Um, so what do you guys think about all this scene? I mean, it's a fun little scene i mean i I enjoy the way robert jordan writes action um he builds the suspense very well but then all of a sudden it just like unfolds rapidly yeah it's like wings and fire and ball fire balls and then this person pops out and then met comes out and like it's all just like unfolds really rapidly and you're following along and you're getting excited and you realize that you're like 10 pages further along in like 30 seconds. Yeah. Because you feel <laughs> like you're in the action. Your heart starts racing. Your your brain is looking around like like on high alert. Your eyes are looking around like something's going to jump out at you. Like mm-hmm. it really is really invigorating to read these scenes and then to imagine them in your mind. And then to go, huh, I wonder how they're going to do this in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. so afraid that the show's not going to do the book justice. It's tough. It's gonna, yeah. I mean, I think it's just be different. It but be. it's going. It, yeah, but I, th- I, yeah. I think we know you're not going to yeah. get exactly what's in the books on the screen. But there's. I mean, I've seen other examples where even w- even when they did the Lord of the Rings movies, as much as I love them, like I was, I was critical at first because I'm like, well, they left this out and this, and they should use this specific line and da 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 da. But then, like afterwards, I was like, you know what? They did a really good job packing as much as you could in a really fantastic way. And then I got to the point where I was mm-hmm. like, there were scenes that they did that weren't exactly, you know, by the book that I thought were better. Like that's the best way you could have put it on the screen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, still keeping yeah. my hopes, hopes yeah, up and yeah. everything. And, and maybe but it's going to so. be tough. Yeah. They got their work cut out for them. It's going to be tough. They do. Um, so yeah, it ran actually takes out three drag card during this. It takes out the first one, the second one came at the door and then one out midair. So pretty badass. And then we end this scene and switch to Matt. So anything from all this before we switch over to Matt's point of view? How did they go undetected? Who? The, the Trollocs? Attackers, the Trollocs and okay. the, the, the Draco? What we call well, we learned from Moraine that they can be warded not to be detected. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of different different things that could be about it. I mean, if you guys are assuming that Lanfear's in the camp, there's there's one right, answer. I'm still, I'm still I don't um, know that she would do it, though. Like, I still am holding out for Lanfear being I'm not going to say a good guy, but a neutral figure. Like, she's got her own objective. I can't see her sending, like, all these Trollocs and, and things after Well, I mean, Rand it was a coordinated her. attack against Rand, so let's talk about that. Who do you think Order this. I mean, because obviously someone's been sending these forces down. They don't come this far into the waste. They're called the dying grounds. I'm wondering if the that other group of Aes Sedai that's run by the non-chief clanmen. The other like, group of Ayo? Them, 
Yeah, I, you know, that's what I meant. Yeah, because they, they did pack up and leave before all this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yep. sus. I, yeah, very sus. I wonder if they were like, huh, I think we should align with the Dark Ones because they're going to win. So let's let's make a change. Dark friend Aiel? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, remember at the Dark mm-hmm. Friend Social, there was everybody. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking it's that whole Interesting. group. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. I'm thinking okay. it's the leader, the non-leader, the one that did not get... His Kooladin. wave, his brother's still trapped. Kooladin. Kooladin. I think Kooladin is not as cool as we think he is. Yeah. He's, you know, in the den with the dark ones. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> are you spit? Are you spitting yeah. over there? Is <laughs> that what's happening? Um, uh, so anything else, anything else before we switch to Matt? Let's do some Matt. Okay. All right. So switch to Matt's point of view. It starts with Matt finishing off a Trollic with his spear. Um, the battle's pretty much over. Actually, it is over. Uh, it's kind of like the last killing blow. And, and Matt turns around, there's a maiden there, and he starts discussing with her about the battle. He says, this is not right. Like, the, the way the Trollocs came in like this obviously was a distraction force. Like, this is not a main attack. Uh, the, the main attack was probably aimed at Rand and trying to draw everybody over here. And the, the maiden actually was surprised by Matt's bot- battle knowledge, and Matt's like, stupid voices in my head and stupid memories. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he knows it so certainly. He analyzes it real quick, and yeah. he's like, all right, distraction. This ain't the threat. I do like her compliment. Yeah. Um, the whole yeah. you dance the spears well thing I love, but directly to Matt, you dance your mm-hmm. spear well, gambler. Um, I don't know. That just got me fired up. That was a yeah. great line. I hope that exact yeah. line makes it in the show because it's beautiful. <laughs> you dance your spear well. Gambler. Yeah. Um, and Matt goes back to the peddlers because he wants to talk to Sandra to kind of impress her. You know, you're safe. Like, hey, I handled it. you're safe. You know, I got everything done. I did everything right. And she just slams the door in his face. <laughs> but why did she slam the door in his face? Because she was coordinating the attack and it didn't work out the way she wanted. She's mad. She's like, dang it. Yeah. I was trying to, ca- I was trying to catch get him. him. Yeah. Possibly. Um, yeah, and then Matt looks over and sees Rand and Avienda coming down. Uh, Moraine stops to talk to Rand, he overhears it, and she's pretty much just like, dude, the attack was aimed at you, and he's like, yeah, no shit. Um, and Rand's like, can you please share your plans with me? And he's like, fine. You want me to share your plans with me? Make these promises. No Aes Sedai talk. You have to promise me to tell exactly all, you know, make basically make an oath to me. And she's like, I can do maybe part of that. And he's like, not good enough. Not good enough. I'm not telling you shit then. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a very interesting inter- interchange there. Where... But, I mean, it was simple enough. You be straight up with me, I'll be straight up with you. If you can't promise to be straight up with me, then I'm gone. I ain't telling you anything. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't telling you nothing. You're asking me to trust you, and in the same token, you're not, you're not giving me any evidence that I can trust you. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's your simple yeah. request. Exactly. Exactly. So, and then also Rourke shows up right around now and he's like, yeah, well, if the draw cards didn't work, probably next they're going to sing the Solus or Greyman, um, which we've seen them before. Um, next, um, you know, uh, Moraine, you know, uh, uh, and then, you know, they, they request, you know, we'll probably need someone to guard detail. you. And they said, and they said, mm-hmm. well, the maidens have volunteered. So the maidens will now be pretty much your bodyguard. Um, so has no Ran won the maidens over in this group or is it because Avienda's with them and they have that connection with her or is this all for Rand or 
what, what are we getting here? A little of both, maybe? Good question. That is a good question. Maybe it's just out of respect for who his mother was. Oh, it could be that, too. Mm. Oh, that's a good reach back. Because you know they're talking. Mm. With Randy here, they got to be talking. Yeah. Talk. Like, hey, we liked her. His yeah. mama. Yeah. Like his mom. He's worth his, his mom was a maiden. True. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Belongs to the clan of the maidens. I do like Rourke's reasoning yeah, that they're the, they're the best ones for this because because they volunteered, like you know they're essentially putting their honor on the line, saying they want to do it. They're going right. to protect you better than anybody else possibly could. He's like, I'll still add some more spears, mm-hmm. sure, but you're going to want to go ahead and accept this because it, it's huge that they volunteered to do it. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and he also thinks that there'll be more Trollocs that are going to come in a second wave. And right around now is where Matt asks about the Shido. And he's like, well, you know, with all this, you know, if they're going to send more Trollocs, there's going to be more attacks. Shouldn't we just go ahead and get more forces in here? Like, you know, have, like, the Shido just invited Ed. And Rourke's like, yeah, about the Shido. Um, Even if I could, I would have left already. How convenient. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they packed up and left. Uh, they're gone. Shido, and Rand's like, shadow, shadow, yeah. shadow, shadow, shadow. Yeah, they're close. and they're heading to Alcardar, which is the place where Rand has to go once all the tribes show up. And Rand's like, we can't let them get there first. Like, I know there's tradition and everything like that, but I'm gonna have to leave tomorrow. We we can't wait for the rest of the tribe. The rest of the rest of the he does plans. the thing with Rory where he like does the eye thing. Like, uh, what movie was that from? Where they hijack the boat? Uh, meet the Fockers. No, no, no. Or, I am the or, captain. No, no. Now. Um, but it's like I am the yeah, chief of chiefs Tom now. Hanks, I am Tom tradition Hanks. now. Yeah. yeah. That's what oh, yeah. It's like oh, you can't yeah. break tradition. But like I am the tradition. We about to mix it up. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. He says I mean I mean to make new customs. I think is the exact yeah. quote um, that he says. All right. Jordan did so, a better job writing that than my horrible yeah. paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but uh, but you know, it's just uh, you know. He says we'll leave tomorrow morning for sunrise. Um, so we're going first light. We're heading out, going to Al- um, to the place where um, he's supposed to proclaim himself anyway in front he's of like, the Matt, You coming also. along? Yeah. Ha ha ha, buddy, buddy. You he's gonna go with the peddlers because that's on, his way to get Come out. Good boy. Yeah. That's yeah. Yes, Matt. And Matt doesn't. Matt says yes really fast, and then he thinks about. It. He's like, damn, Tavir <laughs> pulling me, correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how we end this chapter, uh, with Matt kind of grumbling about agreeing to go and <laughs> being Matt. He's <laughs> so funny. Hmm. I don't even think it's just the Taviriness of Rand pulling him. You know, he, he's got his memories. He's slowly getting back, which includes being some sort of leader, general, whatever. The, the battle strategies that he just automatically knows and everything. Um, mm-hmm. So, he, you know, he's playing, the, he's playing chess here. He's looking at it. He's like, okay, assuming you could trust the peddlers and he wants to get out of there, he needs to go with with them wherever they're going and they're continuing on but also strength in numbers after all of this he doesn't want to be wandering by himself and everything so i, I think he's he's blaming it on rand and the tiberianness but i don't know I, I think he's he's also self-preservation you know equally guilty yeah. in being selfish sure. Sure, sure, sure. yeah all right anything we missed from this chapter that's how we end it yes we covered a lot. How about? Oh, okay. Uh, Rand took the Shufa from Rourke, then let it drop. A batwing shape wheeled across the moon, then swooped low on the far side of the canyon, vanishing in the shadows. They hunt for me. Let them see my face. 
The power surged in him. The sword in his hand flared until it seemed a small sun illuminating him. They can't find me if they do not know where I am. Laughing. <laughs> because they cannot see the joke. He ran down towards the sound of battle. So, you know, the comment of, you know, can't find me if they can't see who I am. But he just put a beacon on him like, come and get me, mother effers. That was <laughs> fucking awesome. And then everybody else looking at him like, wait, you're trying to get the car to come towards you? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's just charging in. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, he's swell with the power. Yep. He's full of it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. He, he's not scared. He's not, he's not scared of Drakkar. Anyway, that was a great. Yeah, and, and how about the casualness of Matt, like dicing up some Trollocs as he's grumbling in his head, like, "What is this shit? Why am I even fighting? This isn't my battle." And like Trollocs are getting <laughs> flung around and diced up around him. He's like, shoo, shoo, shoo. "This is. I just should. I'm gonna go back to sleep. I should have stayed in bed and pap pap pap." <laughs> Ooh, ooh, a cute lady's looking. Be like, hey, I got him for you. It's all good. But this is so Uh, dumb. Why am I here? (laughs) He he flexes with the spear the right way. (laughs) There's another one over there. There's another (laughs) Trollic. I just picture Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, like, doing like. (laughs) Flexing and holding a pose after every, like, swap. Every swing. Wow. What y'all can't see is how nice Ian's biceps look as he poses. There, yeah. I still got to work on him now. I got blood drawn today, and uh, the the blood draw lady, she would not let my arm go. She just kept rubbing it, and you know, not in like a sexual way. They get those ladies that you know draw blood all the time. When you got good veins, they don't want to let them go. She's like massaging it and rolling it around. I'm like having trouble finding it. She's like, "Oh no, sugar, it's right there." Oh my goodness. I wish everybody had veins like that. I was like, okay, um, well, I think you rubbed that alcohol pad on there enough. It's like 60 swipes. I'm like, that, that, I think we're good. <laughs> you don't uh, uh, just just stick it all. <laughs> Can I just give you some blood and leave now? Um, let's... <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. Yeah. Anything else from this chapter? We missed? Uh, nah. It was good. This one was fun. Right. I liked it. Yeah. It was a fun. It was a fun chapter. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on to chapter fifty-one: Revelations and Tanchiko. The symbol is a Shanshan helmet. So, yeah. Interesting. Excited. It was quite interesting. Yeah. Did you guys get excited when you saw that? Um. I got a little did you immediately think of Ginen, or did you think like maybe this is gonna be more Shanchan? Uh, I was thinking Egwene, Aginen, and just hoping we get more, mm-hmm. more deets, and and I, okay. I'm hoping for that relationship to grow tighter together, not apart. Like I, I want to see them befriend each other. That'd be yeah. cool. So we start with them eating. Um, they're in the inn, and mm-hmm. Elaine's fumbling around because they have chopsticks and they have no idea how to use them. And, um, yeah, amateurs. Um, <laughs> I feel like the, 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 the innkeeper's just going to go get like a little, a little piece of paper and right, tie a rubber band. bands around it like the, for the kids. <laughs> yeah. For little kids and like, yeah, there you go. Now you can use your chapsticks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a with them. Yeah. So it is a Keenan. Uh, she's with them and they're, they're talking about all sorts of things like politics and the food and, um, 
yeah, complaining about why are you serving demonic food when you're at war with them and blah, 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 and going on about the the strife between Air Demon and Tanchico and yeah, just going through all that stuff with the innkeeper there. So with Ranja. So getting a weird vibe for the place they're at. <clears throat> the way they chase these trends. Like she makes a good point, be like, mm-hmm. uh, you're at war with these people and you're eating their food and the innkeeper's like Oh well, you know, like the what was it the the Silver Breezes, the Garden of Silver Breezes did it first, and it was just all the rage, and now everybody does mm-hmm. it. And in four days, it'll be something else, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, <laughs> so immediately this became a at least a part of town, if not the entire town. If this is how things goes, this is a place like I don't care to visit. I don't like. <laughs> I like <laughs> culture. I like history. Uh, Alan, you've traveled enough. Anywhere you go in the world, if it's a big enough city, you could find a club, a bar, whatever, that has the same vibe as, like, everywhere else in the world. Like, why why travel and then go experience the exact same BS? Like, I want to, I want the local feel, the local vibe. I, I, I feel like this is, like, L.A. or Vegas. Uh <laughs> A little Vegas-ish. <laughs> like, I get that vibe. Ch- Vegas, yeah, chasing trends yeah, all the right. time. Like, it's, um... So, yeah, that turned me um, off a little bit. Yeah, I just think of like, and, I, and no offense to LA, I know there's great parts of LA. When I was there as a tourist, it seemed very, very trendy. Um, at least the parts that we were in, because we're in the tourist trap areas, like Venice Beach sure. was just incredibly, what's the trend of the week kind of yeah, place. Yeah. Very superficial. Yeah. Um, and not saying that all LA's place. like that. Um, I, I, I probably have LA listeners, and sure. yeah, I, you guys have great weather, so we got to batch on you somehow. You know? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Some place where it's like 80 degrees all the time and never rains. You know what? We're going to hate you just because. You don't have to wear much clothes. We have to find a reason not <laughs> <Exactly>. to like you. <laughs> yeah, we have to find a reason not to like you. So. Especially, especially <laughs> during don't the like you. That's when we get very bitter. Yeah. <laughs> bitter about it. Yeah. Must yeah. be nice. We don't like you. It must be nice to have earthquakes. Must huh. nice. Take that. <laughs> oh. oh, buddy. That's rough. They're like oh, hurricanes. Wow. You know? <laughs> yeah, we got hurricanes. So. Hurricanes, tornadoes. Hey, do you, do you, uh, <laughs> You've had earthquakes. Chris, do you know what happens when there's a, an earthquake in Africa? Djibouti no. shakes. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. I saw that earlier. Uh, yes. <laughs> it never gets old. I'll, I'll bring it back uh, again and again. Jabuti. See the the next time you guys uh, get up in your patron levels, you can watch the live show. You'll see my. I don't shake. think I don't think we have listeners from Djibouti. Um uh-huh. That's it. Yeah, I, we don't. We, we don't. I don't think we do. I would have noticed if we did. I would definitely would have yeah. think about well, it. If we, if we have any service um, members that are well, we have service members, but if any are there listening, any of the networks they're on, they're not going to show up from there. They're yeah. Well, I mean, the French, I mean, well, I mean, so yeah, maybe the U.S., but like definitely the French embassy there and everything like that is really big. That's a big presence. I mean, it was a French, sure. French colony there, but still have a big French right, policy. Right. Yeah. So who knows? Anyway, um, so uh, moving on. So after they talk about politics and food, they move over to talk about the riots that have been happening around the city and apparently have been quelled because the white coach decided to kill a bunch of people and that kind of stopped everything. But everything, like, it's like a, a pot getting ready to boil. And that's kind of how I, I, I picture it. Um, um, and that's a really good analogy. Actually, I, I'm stealing that because I'm reading the um, Leviathan Wakes. Uh, it's the first book of the Expanse series right now. And they were talking about uh, when panic was setting in and all the people moving around and how it's like on the ver- it's like water on the verge of boiling. Like, the riot hasn't started yet, but everybody's bumping into each other and, like, not panicking yet. Yeah. But, like, it just takes one person falling or one loud yeah. noise in the 
the water will boil. It's like oh, when you look water. down, you have and all those a... small bubbles that are just stuck to the bottom of the pan, and you're like, they yeah. melt them up. They coming up. <laughs> They're about to go. Yeah. Mm. And that's how this whole city is right now. I mean, after the new new patriarch moved in, that wasn't popular popular at all. It's uh, very much, it's been quelled by the White Cloaks, but everything's on edge. Um, and it's like a matter of time before crap kind of goes down. So um, they moved to talking about... Um, um, I said I. Before that, they. Um, it's it's funny because I think Elaine has in her thoughts like I really like Aginan. I, I really like her a whole lot. Uh, she has this little thought process around it. Um, and what do you think about this whole entire opening? I guess what's going on in the city uh, about the thoughts uh, between Elaine and Aginan that you know, and, and the line of question as well. They've been talking about I said I apparently for weeks, and she's been asking tons of questions. Um, Again, I'm I'm hopeful with this development. I know according to everything else we've read and all the other people we keep meeting, this could all go horribly wrong, but I've read this in a very, mm-hmm. very positive, optimistic tone. I mean, and, and also, like you said, it's not just that in this town, things are bubbling up, stuff's about to hit the fan. We also have to recognize we're near the end of the book. Um, this storyline has been pretty big. Something crazy is going to happen down here. Someone's going to get captured or killed or there's going to be some fight, like something wild's going to happen. And, Okay. So in my mind, I'm trying to figure out who's going to land on what side, you know, who's teaming up, who's against who. It's all it's all pretty unclear right now, but it'd be cool to see it, the Ganon kind of teaming up with with our girls here. So that's mm-hmm. that's all I got. Yeah, I agree. And right as Ganon starts to ask some questions, some more follow up questions, uh, the door burst open and Doobie Bill Dorman coming in. <laughs> oh, and you know he comes in, he's like. He's like, I got some news. And he turns and looks at again and goes, you. you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most like, it's about to go down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does she have like a similar reaction or like, wasn't she also just like, huh? <laughs> they both just. Yeah. She's like, oh, shit. Wide eyed. Right. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Doesn't she do like three backflips and then pulls out a deck? Yeah, yeah. Let me stop. Yeah, Maybe she pulls out a knife. Yeah, mind. and he goes and like to attack her, and she attacks him back, and there's this big, you know, scuffle. Yeah. Didn't she swing and first? They both... Like they made a point of that. Like she swung yeah, first. She did. Yeah. 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 She immediately she swung at him. Um, and they eventually, uh, I guess Elaine and Nynaeve tie them up. I think it's Elaine because I don't know if Nynaeve's mad enough to. Elaine reaches out. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Nynaeve Elaine, is yeah. still confused, confused yeah. as to what's going on. So yeah, like you so get our Shanshan friend who's like coming at him hardcore. He like grabs her wrist and she's shocked because for a big guy he's moving awfully fast. Mm-hmm. And then he like pins her and then all of a sudden Elaine's like, Enough. Yeah. I can see her throw her hands up. Yeah, and throws then... her hands up and wraps them in air and pulls them aside and and freezes them there and says, What's going on here? And she says, like, says, Your neck may turn and your mouth may open. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, That's and, they, and then I need the one who immediately demands answers. Um, and and Bail Demon immediately says, Well, she's Shanshan. Like, what else? What do you want to know? Like, like, she can't be here for good reasons. And immediately, Naive gets super pissed. <laughs> like, and yeah. Elaine's thinking in her head, She's like, She's Sanchen, but but I like her. <laughs> like she can't I be Sanchen. Like we didn't get Nynaeve's perspective. We had we got <laughs> other people's understanding of Nynaeve's reaction. Yeah, we haven't been right. in her head very much. But I think here. 
she was equally hurt. I think here she finally found a woman that she could confide in, somebody she could trust, somebody who seemed to have some similar objectives, who she could really pick the brain of. Like, she found a, you know, a soulmate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, boom, she's your worst nightmare. I even... So... Depending on how mature they are and how they react, and while well, everything's bubbling up, it you know it's possible to take the stand, say the past is the past, and everybody can grow, people can change, sort of thing. But if this goes sour, you know, I mean, consider that Chris, like how much more jaded is that going to make an already very jaded naive? Yeah, and, yeah. and people do have uh, preconceived notions. I mean, obviously, think that all people of one culture are horrible, and this happens a lot throughout the entire world. Um, where you're taught that people are one thing and that's the only thing they are. And, um, and it happens in America. I'm not, I'm not yeah, excluding America from this. It happens this. in the schools. Yeah, it happens it's everywhere. In your neighborhood. It's, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, with, and, and I'll tell this quick story. When I was in Singapore, um, I stayed at a hostel there, and one of the guys that stayed with me was from Pakistan. He was in the same room with me. And, um, and I like to meet all the people I'm bunking with in a hostel before I go to sleep at night, just talk with them because that's kind of a good practice to have. <laughs> um, so I, I'm talking to do this I guy. Do with one eye open? Or yeah, both? do I see with one eye open or do I sleep soundly? And I start talking to him and asking him, you know, what brings to Singapore? And he's from Pakistan. His uh, uncle was the imam at the mosque across the street. So he was staying at the at the hostel to visit his uncle and family. Um, as we started talking, he asked me where I was from. I never overseas said I was American at first. Um, so I'd always lie and say I'm from another country. Um, uh, English-speaking country, but another country. So I lied and said Australia. Uh, most of the time, foreigners can't pick out accents that well. So it's it usually works. Um, and he bought it hook, line, sinker. And we talked for a while. After talking to him, kind of getting to know him a little better, he admitted that he um, was a member of Al-Qaeda in Pakistan, uh, part of a cell. And he starts talking about Americans and how much he hates Americans. And I, you know, casually asked him questions about that. And, you know, like, well, why do you hate Americans? He goes, well, because they're all evil, you know, had all this ideology. And, and you know, I said, uh, I said, well, have you ever met Americans? Like, no. I was like, well, if you met one, what would you do? And he's like, well, you know, in my own country, if I met them there, you know, I'd take them back and kidnap them and probably behead them. And, you know, I started going on. And they're infidels and part of the jihad and going on. Yeah, so with one eye open that night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so, um, so the next day, right before I already checked out of the hostel. So the next day, like after we had like as really you check out, you're getting thought, your passport back from the hostel, and you make eye contact with them. You're like, yeah. Uh, I them. <laughs> yeah. And I told him I was going out. I said, I said, by the way, I am American. And he sits there and looks at me. and goes, No, you're not. Like we, we've talked now. You're not American. I was like, you're, you're you're not what I've been taught what Americans are. And I was like, No, no. I'm here's my passport. I'm American. He's like. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, okay, okay, I'm leaving now, but yeah, just letting you know, like, we're not all bad. See you later. <laughs> and well, I left. Well, I, um, so it just I appreciate took... the story, Alan. You just made my uh, security clearances that much more difficult now. That's, yeah. <laughs> right. Sorry. That's only two degrees of separation. I'm going to have to say something about that one. I don't even remember the <laughs> yeah, guy's yeah, no, name. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. But yeah, um, it was one night in Singapore. Uh, it could be a movie. All it takes is one night in Singapore. One, once upon a time in Singapore. Clear, clearly, you've never been to Singapore. Uh, clearly, you don't know the full experience. So, yeah, just so very, very I, interesting. Um, go ahead. Yeah, just interesting. It is so, interesting. I mean, just it's a, it's a real world example of like this kind of preconceived notion of like where at least the Shan Chen had a notion of the Aes Sedai. Of course, they have their notions of the Shan Chen um, being their direct 
stories, uh, where Geenan's more of a, a second degree um, knowledge, what she's always been taught. So continue on. Um, so, yeah, they start so, questioning all that. Yeah, so go, Chris. Well, I was going to say, they, they do have this nice exchange. I mean, she, she right away, it's like, are you Sean Chen or not? And she's like, no, I, I'm not going to deny that I'm not. I am who I am. It is what it is. And she, like, gets up, and she's looking at, like, she's released, I should say, from her hold. And, you know, they're told to separate and to act civil. And she gets up, and she starts to head for the door. And she's like, nah, I'm just going to sit back down. Like, I'm comfortable where I'm at. I think we're in good company. We're going to continue our conversations like nothing's changed. Which I appreciate from her. I really do feel like these three are going to become really good friends. It was in this moment where I decided she's going to stick around and become a character that we have in the party. You know, she's not going to be on the outskirts peeking in every now and then like Bale Doman was. I think she's going to join the crew. And how refreshing is the little bit of dialogue here where they're at least again in his, I don't know, communicating well and not trying to dodge and not trying to lie her way out of it. She's like, no, no, I mean, I am Sean Chan. And yeah, I know we were taught a certain thing. And I think it's Elaine that was saying like, well, you can't be Sean Chan because y'all think women that channel are like straight up animals. And, you know, again, comes back. She's like, yeah, I just... Yeah, but then meeting you all and talking to you and everything, it's just nothing like what I thought it would be like. And then learning that, Solid. you know, the other girls can learn to channel and everything. And just, she's very open about. She's like, I looked in the mirror and I decided to make a change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And yeah. like, even Doman was like, you know, you, you know, she goes, you, you weren't so fierce when I first came up against you. He's like, yeah, you had 20 guards and a Sean Chen army. Mm-hmm. Like. Now we're on equal footing. I get to get to show you yeah. what the deal is. Good old Bale Doman. Yeah, he's like he, you handle yourself pretty well without all that that uh, your armor and stuff on. And she's like, ah, so it's mutual respect and appreciation. Yep, yep, yep. that was cool. I I just thought that was a neat like interaction, like two enemies. I, I can't even call them enemies at this point. They're just opposite sides. Look, I mean, we'll get there, but fast forward a little bit, and Bale Doman is, like, co-signing on Aganen's ideas, like, no, she's, she's got a point, you know, when when they're hashing yeah. out their, what they're gonna do. So it's it's crazy how quickly this transitions. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of goes back to the point you made earlier about how there's no bad or good side, there's just differences. And once you kind of make your way past those differences, there's just like, do we have commonality? Yeah. And that's yeah. really what it comes down to. Yeah. It Nynaeve does start to scold her about Sean Chen. Like, you know, well, you know, your, your soldom can channel just like the Demane and blah, blah. And, and Gideon's like, yeah, I, I already knew that. But just recently. <laughs> she just recently discovered that. But just recently. So, yeah, recently yeah. discovered that. Again, yeah. hit, hitting back with the honesty. Um, you don't see that too much in this book. So. Man. Yeah, she's and, like, and, I even had one of my own people locked up, but I let her go because of you guys. Now, yeah. I, we we didn't actually hear that in the book, so I want to actually make sure that it actually happens. Actually, it's true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I need to know that that's true. She, she says but it. My my heart of hearts wants her to be like being honest because I do want her to become good friends with this group, and I feel like she can contribute something to the crew that they didn't have before might might be able to help recruit yeah. numbers for whatever's about to come because if there's other channeling women yeah. that were sean chan channeling women uh whatever they call them 
What are the ones that actually channel that were chained? Demone. 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 Right? Um, so maybe they could be re- recruited to help, you know, fight and battle with Nynaeve and them. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I love the line that Aginan says as well, that, you know, that they were not what she was taught. And she pauses and goes, I like you guys. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I, I it was so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I like, have that written down myself. It's like, I wanted to learn. You were not as I was taught. I like you. <laughs> Nynaeve, you yeah. like us. That answers uh-huh. none of our questions. Like Nothing. that <laughs> waste of air. But you, you, Try again. <laughs> you can feel Elaine struggling with it. And Nynaeve's just like, no problem question at all. She's like, nope, you're Sean Chan, you're evil now. Elaine's like having this back and forth tearing inside of her. And who knows, Nynaeve might have that too. We're from Elaine's point of view. Uh, so we're seeing Nynaeve being badass, but maybe maybe Nynaeve, or Nynaeve being badass, maybe Nynaeve's having that, that inner tear as well. We just don't know. Elaine definitely is. Well, I see. Um, I think she has to be because she... As angry as she was, she didn't sense the power. Yeah. Mm. She didn't, okay. she couldn't sense it. She couldn't draw on it, which means she wasn't angry. I think she's more shocked and confused and disappointed. Good yeah. point. Okay. How, okay. And, and so this is another example of how, like, we're in that, we've talked about the mirror worlds where some things could be slightly different or whatever, or the different turns of the wheel or however it works. But this, yeah. this is happening just the way it needs to happen. For this bond to form, if Egwene went to Chan- Tanchico with them, Egwene, after what she went through, would not be having a conversation with her. She would have destroyed her immediately. She would have killed her. Um, but having Elaine there being sympathetic will slowly give time for Nynaeve to maybe help build this relationship. And then eventually when you bring Egwene in the fold, Nynaeve can help convince Egwene that this is a positive friendship to have, you know? But anything slightly different in I this think scenario this is what's going to split them asunder. I think this is where Egwene's going to split with Nynaeve for real because they already had their tension. Could be. I think mm-hmm. she's going to be the catalyst between the, the group. Could be. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So um, during all this, you know, Gainan finally asks, you know, what they're going to do with her. And instead of really answering, Nynaeve turns to Bill Dome and says, well, why'd you come back here? What's going on? He's like, I found them. I found the Black Aja. They're, they're at the Patriarch's Palace. And he explains all that stuff and says, they're like, this doesn't make sense. It's guarded by 500 white cloaks. Why would they be at the, like, why would the Black Aja be at some place that's like full of white cloaks? Like, that doesn't make sense. Right. Let's dismiss it real quick. But before you yeah, can dismiss like- it, there's a knock on the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, yeah. And then Julian comes in and says, so I just heard this word. They're at the way tracks palace. He goes, yeah, we just heard that. <laughs> and they're like, wait, he already told you. Damn, Damn it. it. Like, I thought I had a good news. Like, yeah. What makes it more comical. This scene is like literally like within like five minutes. Bing, bing, boom. Tom comes up to the door. It's like, I just, and I was like, yeah, yeah, we know they're at the Patriarch's palace. And Tom's like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> he said, I just found this out myself. How do you already know? How do they know? What in the world? And she's like, we have our ways. <laughs> Bale Doman rolls his eyes like, jeez. Ways. <laughs> I had too much fun with reading that. I like the pigeon head move you just did with that waves thing. I can see the finger twitch. We have our waves. Sorry, I said patriarch. Panarch. I can't say that. Panarch. Smash the patriarchy. Panarch. (laughs) 
Well, there's a lot of good questions about the queen. It's like, what is going on with her? Is she dark? Is she a prisoner? Is she, does she think they're eyes to die? Like, can we use her? Here are these two are wholeheartedly thinking like real eyes to die. Mm -hmm. They may not be eyes to die fully, but they have that mentality. And they're like, what can we do? And they're talking with um, our our Shanchen in the room. Was Egan? I can never pronounce her name. Eggy. In the room. Yeah. Again and Eggy. And they're like, you know. Anyway, so they're, they're quite literally trying to figure out all of this mystery. They're getting all these disruptions. And at the end of the day, it's like, how and why? And it's all a good question. And then, of course, we find out the king and queen are just on separate ends of the world. Mm-hmm. They clearly just don't care anything about each other. And they're like, well, who do we go after? Who do we manipulate? Like, what's the deal? And then, of course, you know, Tom sits down and pulls out the chopsticks perfectly and starts eating food. Like, I don't care what y'all do, but I'm grabbing over here. Which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) And and I love how Naneve kind of assesses the situation, like about Amaritha. Was it How do you pronounce that? Amaritha? Mathera. Amathera. Amathera. Amethera, thank you, Amethera. Um, he assesses, assesses the situation, and Nynaeve, um says, you know, it's one of three possibilities. Either one, she's a dark friend. Two, she thinks that they're normal Aes Sedai and welcome them in. She's being duped. Or three, she's a prisoner. Prisoner slash puppet. And Tom's like, yeah. And Tom's like, good, 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 uh, you know, deduction. That's, uh, you know, good work. Uh, you know, and she's like, thank you. Pat in the back. Um, we could do something with two of the three. <laughs> yeah, you know, as long as she's not a dark friend, the other two they could probably do something with. If she's a dark friend, they're screwed. So, what do you, what do you guys think? I mean, I know there's not a whole lot of information to go on here, but what's your gut telling you? Oh, by the way, pointing to Grainin, <sighs> she's a Sean Chan. I need totem. Close your mouth before you swallow a moth, Tom, and sit down. We can eat what we try to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, like just real quick. Yeah, let's add that to the mix. All right, carry on with the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she's being duped. You think she's being duped? Yeah, that's my hope. Uh, a puppet of yeah. sorts. Strings are getting pulled, for okay. sure. Mm, I, I don't feel... Um, who knows? Maybe this ends up being another Forsaken, but it, I, I don't feel that right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels like they're being controlled, not like controlling. The white, back, the white cloaks actually backed two eyes to die for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. There must be something I need to be aware of. And as a queen... Who has a king that I don't care for, and I'm trying to rule this nation. The best thing for me to do is to make as many friends as possible. So, hey guys, welcome in. Yeah, have something to drink. Yep. Share my and they, bath. They spend the rest of dinner and a little bit after trying to make a plan. They don't really come up with anything sh- like strategic. So, like maybe we just need to gather some more information. So that's kind of how they they leave. All three men leave to go gather more information, and they sit there and just wait. Pacing back and forth, and Tom keeps on checking in every now and then. Like, and every time he comes in, he's more roughed up, which I think is just hilarious. <laughs> like, he's just like beat up more and more every time he comes in. He's like, "Are you okay, Tom?" He's like, "I'm, I'm fine." What no are you talking deal. about? It's, it's part of the job. <laughs> like a fresh, yeah, part of the job. <laughs> like, what is Tom? They're doing? so desperate to get more news and get the news quicker. It's, it's like they're sacrificing their bodies, and I don't think it has anything to do with the mission. It has to do with this infighting between Jillian and 
Tom and Bale Doman and to get info. To They're like, I don't, well, I'm, I'm going to get mass whooped tonight, but I'm going to find something and I'm going to bring it back. <laughs> yeah. And then arms broken, be like, that's, the new, the new uh, trend of food is going to be garlic mashed potatoes. I just found out. Oh, God. <laughs> the one I said, gosh, she got a new cat. She, she got, got a new ca- one. Yeah, <laughs> pretty kitty cat. <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't help anything. <laughs> but did anybody else tell you that? I was the first. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what's going on here. Um, so, uh, and then, and, you know, at one point they hear a scuffle outside the inn and I thought this was strange. You know, they come down to see what's going on and the innkeeper's just like nothing to see. Go back to your rooms. It's, it's fine. Everything's fine. I have a big question mark around that. Um, Scuffles outside your inn are bad for business. Yeah, Come on, business management one hundred and one. When when a crisis happens, sure. you need to be the first to respond. It needs to be a positive message. It doesn't have to be true, but the message needs to be positive. Mm-hmm. It needs to show that you're in control. Um, spin it however mm-hmm. you want, and then, and then bury, bury it. it. Yep, and then bury exactly. It. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like every lead that they're coming out with is a dead one. Like there's nothing good coming out. It's just all. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's lots of rumors, but nothing's really concrete. But they already told without knowing they were told, you got a lot, but you got nothing. Yeah. And you're going to get nothing. And and, and Doman's kind of done as well. Bill Doman, he's he's done. He's like, this is fall all over again. It's going to happen again. It's, uh, it do it's, be fall. Here we go. It do be fall. Uh, you know, if, if like, you don't find anything fast, I, I'm week. getting the hell out of here. Like, I am not stay. I don't care who you are. Like, this, this ain't good. <laughs> He can see the right on the wall. Things are about to go down. Like, and can you be mad at him? Yep. And then Nynaeve kind of pulls a pulls a you know, left field, a little curveball on them and says, all right, no more hunting tonight. All three of you guys, you guys are guarding our doors tonight. And, you know, they're like, why? We have to go <laughs> search for stuff. And they're like, no, no, we need bodyguards. We're here to scuffle outside. We don't trust anything. And the innkeeper comes in and goes, yeah, why do you need bodyguards? We're a safe in. You don't need bodyguards. Let them go. Mm. But then, but then agrees to them saying they're like, oh, I guess I understand. I understand that. You know, well, they're just trying to be noble men, you know. They're just trying to do their part. And, yeah, don't trust the innkeeper. Yeah. Don't trust any. Don't, don't, don't trust, trust anybody trust that all. you know runs after the trains and stuff like that. That's a, a you, you can't. I mean, obviously, there's yeah. no consistency there. If it's the cool thing to or profitable thing or whatever, if there's any sort of advantage to her to to turn on these girls, she will. So there's no loyalty there. Yeah. And then after all of that, that's when Nynaeve tells Elaine that we should go ahead and bind again for the night just to be on the safe side. Elaine kind of protests a little bit saying, do we really need to do that? I think we're fine. And Nynaeve's like, nope, either that or I'm going to tie her up. Either you put airs, you know, weaves of air around her wrist and hold her there, or I'm going to go tear her shirt apart and tie her up myself. And Elaine's like, well, that's probably more comfortable just to use air than, you know. Not so. There's like yeah. three paragraphs in a row yeah. where it's like Sean Chan. The word the word Sean Chan just keeps being used. And like she's Sean Chan, Sean Chan this and Sean mm-hmm. Chan, and don't don't talk Sean Chan and Sean Chan and ta- use the power on the Sean Chan. No, but I don't think I need to. She's Sean Chan, Sean Chan Elaine, and I'm thinking like shenanigans. The next person that says shenanigans is gonna get pistol whipped. <laughs> and Nynaeve sits there all quiet and just goes shenanigans Sean Chan yeah it was a lot so yeah so Elaine does bind her and then they said okay get the ring out um gonna go meet with meet with Egwene it's the night and Elaine's like what really 
tonight, like of all nights, after all this crap, you're going to go. Yeah. He's like, we agree. That's what's going to happen. And he takes the ring. She goes to sleep. And while Neve's sleeping, Elaine then turns to Keenan and is like, kind of reassures her like, Hey, listen, and Keenan's like, I get it. I understand. You're cool. <laughs> I'm terrified. Uh, uh, I'm terrified yeah. of everything that's going on right now. But at the same time, I, I ain't mad at it. I'm just, I'm just terrified of you guys right now. You guys scare the crap out yeah. of me. <laughs> She's very like, I won't say Vulcan because she at least ad- ad- admits her fears and emotions, but uh, I guess more stoic. And maybe it's the shock of everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even even Elaine's like, "You're so calm. How are you doing this?" She's like, uh, "Calm. I'm freaking the f- out. I'm freaking out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I'm 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 cool. I'm cool. Yeah. I, I'm. Yeah. I'm fine. So I guess I guess she could be in shock with <laughs> everything going on, but if not, she's yeah. got really good grips on her emotions and not 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 wearing them on her sleeve. Yeah. So that's a good thing, I think. <laughs> yep. And that's how we end this chapter with that little scene and uh and I need going to sleep. So any final thoughts or anything we missed? Oh, Elaine's yawning. No. Well, Nynaeve's asleep. Oh, getting tired too. I don't know if that's yep. a setup for her falling asleep and something crazy happening. Mm. I don't know. I don't know either. I might know next week. Depends on if maybe, maybe we yeah. change to yeah. Rand again mm. and don't find out. Yeah. Well, we'll find that's out true. soon. Anything we missed from any of these chapters? I know we pretty much covered the first one, but the second chapter, nothing else? This this second one, probably. There's, there's so many little goodies there and they're back and forths. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of good yeah. dialogue. Yeah, I think this one's one yeah. that you really have to read or at least listen to mm-hmm. with different pitches and such different intonation that we can really yeah. feel everything that's happening. Yeah. So favorite characters. There's a lot of good characters in these chapters, so you can't say I'll have one for these ones because that's not an answer. Before I answer that, can I say one thought that popped in my head? A little disappointed that Nynaeve, even though she doesn't have someone there to guide her, she doesn't seem to be putting in any effort to learn to channel outside of being angry. Like she, she doesn't seem to be trying to develop herself. So she's stalling yeah. on that front. So that's a little disappointing. No, she's not trying to actively break, break her block. Right. She's just li- living right. with it. Yeah. So I don't know. And I guess that'll come at some point when she probably needs help. But anyways, yeah. it was just yeah. a thought. It's a fair character. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the three stooges. Sorry. It's a three way tie. With the guys trying to one up each other, that just, uh, ta- ta- it, just really it just made me giggle. Um, <laughs> man, at least from this chapter, I don't know the Avienda and Rand it, stuff was it, so it, good too. It, it could be played as I just picture like a Seinfeld scene of them coming in, like yeah, we yeah. already which know. one's which one's Kramer <laughs> that flings the door open and just comes in and blurts it out and then goes whoa and sees the other guy. And... That's yeah, definitely Tom. I'm just gonna do uh, the Kramer you know, move. Yeah. <laughs> Julian's Newman. <laughs> Newman. <in>. Newman. <laughs> it's good. If they, a whole mess. Just let you guys know, I guess if the show listens to us, which apparently they do, um, that you're missing an opportunity if you do not do a, a Seinfeld parody during this. Oh, so, yeah. So much opportunity there. <laughs> With an over-the-top laugh track. Like, they have to pause laugh their track. lines because the laugh track is so loud. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, what about you, Chris? Favorite character? I, you know, this one's a hard one. Um, Avienda was a first choice. She's good. Okay. 
but mm-hmm. then Rand did his awesomeness in that chapter, so then Rand became a choice. But I'm like, but that's expected at this point. Yeah, this was a great Rand chapter. So we we dog him a lot, mm-hmm. but he was good here. It was. Now I really like the Eggy and uh, Doman back and forth, the little yeah, battle scene their, there, their little scuffle. Yeah. So yeah, that scuffle I touched my soul. But I don't know who to give my favorite. Character when you read it though, that. she pounced so quick. Like she did, mm-hmm. but see, Doman like moved the with the quickness. With the yeah. she, he like blocked one hit. She did get the gut shot on him once, but he blocked a hit, snatched her out of the air, mm-hmm. and pinned her up. Like that's just balling. So Bale Doman's got to get it for me. This I like that. I like it. Bale do it. Do be Bale Doman. So technically, he wins because he was part of my uh, Three Stooges. So he got one. He got one yeah. and a third votes tonight. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. There you go. There you go. Well, next time in the Will Reads, we'll be doing two chapters again, too. So the next two chapters' names are Need. I need it. Need. And The Price of Departure. It's going to be about Tree Fitty. Mm -hmm. About Tree Fitty. About Tree Fitty. About Tree Fitty. Yeah. So where are we departing from? Tanchico. Tanchico? Okay. Mm Hmm. Don't look no, ahead. No, I think this is... <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm going to say I think this is that moment where Rand heads to meet up mm. with the rest of the tribes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, how we can be found. We can be found at The Wheel Reads on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, all those places. Um, also, we can contact it at The Wheel Reads or, or The Wheel Reads at gmail.com. Our website is www.thewheelreads.com. It is um, a a fun place. You can actually listen to our episodes from there. Um, Or you can also get links to all sorts of things, like our Discord server. Come check it out. Lots of fun. My next giveaway after my Instagram one's done is going to be for Discord people. It's free, so I'm going to give away to someone in our Discord. Currently, we have 500 people in there, so I'm going to pick someone from random in our Discord server. So, yeah, um, it's it, come join. Um, even if you join just for a week until I'm done, tell them to give away. <laughs> get everybody to join that way they can get their name entered for the giveaway. Yeah, that way you can get your name entered into another giveaway. Um, so come join the Discord. Um, also, you can support us in lots of different ways. Just listening to us, of course, is a great way of supporting us. We have some things coming down the pipe for that. Um, that's um to be announced later uh, probably much later but there's some things in the work there and then merchandise um like i said we did give away our merchandise from time to time um and um things like frosty mugs and beanies like we're gonna wear now coffee mugs t-shirts all sorts of fun things we have we're adding things all the time we have new designs that are coming i've been told so at some point i know i've been saying that for a while now it takes a long time to get merchandise on the site it's just there's a design phase, and then after the design phase, um, there's a a um, you know we have to actually put it to the people at the site, and then they have to approve it, and then it has to go on the site, and it, it takes a while. Like stickers are coming at some point. There, there's things. Stickers. Um, yes. They're, they're coming. Yeah. Stickers. There's gonna be we're gonna have stickers. <laughs> so yeah, you can you can put stickers everywhere. Um and then also you can support us through Patreon. Um it's a great way to support us. Actually the best way is through Patreon. That's where um the majority of our support comes from. Um and you get all sorts of cool benefits from that. Um starts at just one dollar a month is their lowest level, 
And at that level, you can listen to us live. So it's a pretty cool park, perk. Um, moving up from there, you get all early releases, um, all the way up to actually merchandise and all sorts of things. So cool. go check it out. All the benefits are listed there. Um, that's on our Patreon website. You can get links to that either on our Discord server, go to the links channel, or from our website directly. So check it out. And that's about all I got for this week. So Until next time. Peace. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed the show, and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time. Ten out of the seventy restaurants, and then we got date spots. We've got let's see here, about fifty-four date spots, and then we start filling in spots in the seven five seven as well, and then Charleston, South Carolina, because we we're gonna make a trip out there, a French trip eventually. So, did you up, did you rate Uptown Cabernet? It's a really classy uh, spot in Charlotte. I have not been there. Oh, you should and go there. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a gentleman's um, oh. restaurant. Yeah, $400 <laughs> glass of champagne. <laughs> so that's why I was about to say, that's not on my list. I need for, to add it. For the finest gentleman of Charlotte, <laughs> Uptown Cabernet. <laughs> I was just about to say, I don't have that. Send me the link. In the, <laughs> you know, this is date spots. Yeah, don't, don't Google it. Chanel may or may not be game for it. Don't knock yeah, don't knock the the uptown Cabernet date spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to start this episode? I have two more combos yeah, and then I'm done crunching, but whenever you're ready. Okay, I can let you done, be done crunching. I, I am drinking a <clears throat> truly as I always drink these days, because Yeah, that's what I have in the fridge. I, I, I haven't I haven't made a trip to the liquor store in too long. I need to restock back up. Elijah Craig was on sale here. So. Are they cracker or pretzel combos? Pretzel. Pretzel. With nacho cheese. Yeah, it be cracker. Nacho cheese. Got some cheese up in there. Got some cheese up there. Yeah, my kids like the, um, so the pizza ones. Oh, kids those are like the pizza. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they make them so pizza flavored, but mm. yeah, they do a good job. Kids like the pizza. It's my dinner tomorrow night. Let's see if we can zoom. Can you all see? Can you read? MRE. Can you see what Ooh, kind? Pizza slice. A pizza slice. <laughs> I haven't had this one yet. With like 10,000 calories. <laughs> I'm assuming it's kind of like a Lunchable type pizza, but I don't know. I haven't had it yet. Okay. That, that's dinner for tomorrow. Okay. All right. You're doing MREs now? That's what they So. That house must really cost. I, um. <laughs> there's stuff I have to get finished by the 18th. And I've had to pay contractors more than I wanted to. And I've had to buy more stuff at Lowe's than I wanted to. So for the next two paydays, I am flat-ass broke. Like, yeah. So I understand that. as we were moving stuff here, and I moved one of my duffel bags, I was like, oh, shit, that's right. This duffel bag is full of MREs. So, yeah, probably about one meal a day. But I'm not eating the entire thing, man. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm grazing, picking and choosing. I got I got two yeah. packs of jalapeno cheese spread sitting over there. I got plans for it. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing with it yet, but, I mean, I'm saving them for something big yeah get some ramen yeah, ma'am. make the prayer to the flying spaghetti monster <laughs> can't go wrong with that <laughs> <laughs> all right so now that you're done chewing
and you got some, a mouthful of water. Let's go and get started. <clears throat> All right. Thanks, That's what Bob. she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So welcome to episode four. Or, huh, let me start that over. Remix. <laughs> 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 